Masters of Innovation. Looking towards the future with anticipation. Raising up the technological conversation. From the east to the west and all across the nation. Cause knowledge is the cure, then we got the medication. With the masters of innovation, the masters of innovation. With the masters of innovation, the masters of innovation. Welcome everybody to the Masters of Innovation. We're here with the cutting edge knowledge you need to combat COVID-19 inside your firm, in your organization, and hopefully reduce some of the chaos and be proactive, one of my favorite words. As you know, I'm Garrett Wagner, your entrepreneurial CPA channel host, and I'm joined by the prize-winning author of Damage Control, the head bigger than his face, Joe Brunsman, Silby Brokers. Joe, how's it going today? Doing good, Garrett. How you doing? I see you're balling with that, uh, that big logo behind your face there. Yeah, quite the background, huh? Is next time going to be your face? Like your face will be behind you? I would not, uh, I would not curse anybody with that. Fancy, fancy. Now, Joe, all right, we're dealing with COVID. Firms are trying to kind of figure out what's going on and how to help their clients. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, you know, when it comes to cybersecurity, it's always been a big thing. It's, it's still important today. Some businesses are worried, are they going to even be afloat? You know, we got to help them with capital. But besides just helping businesses get loans, how can we help them with our role of being a proactive advisor when it comes to cybersecurity? I'm sure there's still some opportunities firms can leverage to be seen as valuable to their clients. Oh, certainly. So obviously there's the traditional soccer ports. So talking about really in that, I, I categorize like SOC 1, SOC 2, uh, and SOC 3. And obviously, type one and type two within those. So exciting, Joe. So exciting. So exciting. Okay, so you got the traditional SOC reports. And isn't there like a side? There's a SOC one for cyber now, too. There is. So that is um, when I was actually writing this book, there's a whole chapter in there, uh, which we're actually going to briefly kind of discuss here on the role of CPAs in cybersecurity. So a lot of businesses don't think of their accountants as part of that like cybersecurity answer. Um, and they really should. There's actually a lot that a CPA firm can do. Um, you know, personally, it's like, okay, SOC 1, SOC 2, SOC 3, those tend to be contractually driven, mm -hmm. right? So those, I think, um, have pretty much, you know, if you're going to get one, someone's going to call you for that. When it comes to SOC for cybersecurity, which is possibly the worst naming convention ever, um, to try and like distinguish all of these. Come on, but, Joe, CPAs are not known for them. They're, you know, <laughs> I mean, what about, what about SARS 21? Like statement on accounting and, and services and review 21. Like that's, it's, it's a pretty bad name for financial statement methodology, you know? Oh, oh, certainly. So, okay. Certainly. So cybersecurity, besides the bad name, firms should be thinking about it right now for their clients. They should. Um, if, if there was, Ever a time where SOC for cybersecurity would be the best idea ever. Now is that time when you've got this mad dash to remote work. You've got people just scattered to the breeze. You've got various unsecured endpoints all around your network. Um, this would really be the time uh, to actually market SOC for cybersecurity. And the way that I would position this, if I was a CPA, would be going to the board of directors, going to management, talking to them about cybersecurity in the modern age, right? Especially now with all this remote work. And then just simply asking them, 
how do you know that your IT guys or your outsourced IT, whatever it is, how do you know that they're doing what they're saying they're doing, right? Or better yet, me as a former IT, I would have loved to have had a second set of on the problem, right? A fresh set of eyes to help advise me and say, okay, this is where you're falling short. This is where you're doing well. Because at the end of the day, it's, it's not an ego thing. It's we have to keep the business secure because, you know, a data breach on top of a hard economic condition, that could be very, very costly. That can be brutal. And yeah, I think that's important. How do you position this of, hey, let's, let's get your cash flow stabilized first, you know, make mm-hmm. sure that's secure. And then, okay, you're in business. How do you not get hit with that second punch like you just said? Let's look at this. Everyone's to the win. Cybersecurities are already on the rise across the globe. This is just taking it higher. How can you as a CPA help them not get hit with that second sucker punch that just puts them out of business? Exactly. And, and part of this too, uh, that I think businesses need to be aware of, hence this awesome book, is, you know, generally speaking, if, if you're holding um, personal information of clients, so PII, social security numbers, driver's license numbers, bank account information, PHI, so any sort of health-related information, uh, PCI being credit card information, you are generally responsible for the data security of your vendors. And a lot of businesses don't know that. And I think this is a great opportunity for firms to go in and talk to their clients and show them where the FTC has just hammered companies for not taking the security of their vendors seriously. And, and, you know, that could be a point where now your clients are now your salespeople in a sense, because now they're going to start going out and asking all of their vendors, okay, well, let's say under the Gramm-Leach-Bliley Act, we're sending you this information. We are going to be held personally responsible by the FTC if this information gets breached. What are you doing for cybersecurity? And if it's not one of those companies that would traditionally fit into the SOC 1, 2, or 3 buckets, that a SOC for cybersecurity is just a phenomenal way for businesses to really kind of take care of their, their legal obligations, keep their vendors safe. So now they're not going to be um, as likely subject to a cyber breach as well. Another good thing on top of this is you can position to the clients as well. Hey, we're to keep you secure. And also under this time of social distancing, we can do a lot of this stuff remotely. You know, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Contracts and relationships and PII that leaves your office remotely. Oh, exactly. And, you know, it's, it's not just, um, you know, I would say that obviously, you know, if anybody wants a free digital copy of my book, they can shoot me an email, but there are numerous laws um, that really could be argued that, Hey, you're responsible for the data security of your vendors. So it's not just the Graham leach Bliley Act, uh, HIPAA high tech, FERPA for education institutes, possibly GDPR. There's numerous States out there, um, probably close to 20, California, like, hey, New York, I mean, so many of them now have their own standards. And as we talked before, each mm-hmm. state has a different definition of PII. Exactly. As well. I mean, some states I've seen, it's like, you know, their email address is PII. Other states, it's like, you know, date of birth or social. Mm-hmm. But some, it's pretty broad. It's just like. So it's all over the map. And what makes it even more confusing is that you've got like say, 20 some odd states that just have this clause in there that say that you have to have, you know, quote unquote, reasonable cybersecurity. And then the question is, what does that mean to anybody? 
And really the, the best way to think about that is look towards the FTC and what the FTC says reasonable data security means. And that's, that means you're responsible for the data security of your vendors. You know, as we also see, a lot of the states have said now too, if you have like, yeah, I might not be in California, but if I have a client that's in California, I fall under their rules. Exactly. That's how most of the states work. You don't have to physically be in there. It says if you have one of our residents, PII, PCI, PHI, whatever it is, mm -hmm. boom, you got to follow these rules. It's a lot to keep on top of. Yeah, you've got um, obviously CCPA out of California. Yep. You've got 23 NYCRR um, out of New York. You've also got the new uh, New York Shield Act, which went into effect, I guess, 30 days ago. Um, there, there was a time three days ago when that was a big deal. That was kind of, <laughs> I was getting a lot of questions on and the firm's like, what to do with it? And now that's just like, oh. <laughs> well, it's, it's gonna, there's going to be a lull with the Shield Act, and then there's going to be giant enforcements coming down the pike. So I'm 100% I'm positive that the Attorney General of the state of New York is already investigating companies for violations of the Shield Act. Yes. And then then it's going to be a mad dash all over again. All right. So, Joe, so if you can position this right to your clients, we want to help you mm -hmm. stir up your ship. We can do it remotely. We want to keep you in business and not have you be in the newspaper for a big cybersecurity breach. What's that easy win they can come in and just wow their clients with and be seen as proactive that's thinking ahead, keeping them safe? Sure. So I have over 300 some odd CPA firms that I work with. A lot of them are doing you know, these real technical, deep, traditional cybersecurity services. And they have a hard time kind of penetrating, um, I guess, maybe the thought process of their clients. Because, you know, their clients think, okay, my accountant, he counts the beans. My cybersecurity guy keeps the beans secure. Um, so for firms, my recommendation to them, even if you're not doing those traditional cybersecurity services, even better if you are, but start thinking about social engineering, phishing, and wire fraud, because that's those those you know types of vulnerabilities are really in every business out there, and every business is transferring money somewhere. Money's coming in, money's going out. Um, I mean, I think more so right now dealing with COVID nineteen. You know, mm -hmm. we're seeing inside our firm less physical checks coming in, way less. I mean, zero no clients coming in with checks way more credit card, ACH transactions, everything just moving into a digital transfer of the money way. Exactly. And, if, and if, if I was a CPA, I would say, okay, Mr. or Mrs. Client, we know that this is a threat. There's probably a good chance they've already fallen victim for it to some degree, or they know someone who's fallen victim to it. So why don't we come in, right, using all of our traditional you know, accounting knowledge that we already have, right? Slap cybersecurity on top of that, you know, the name of that engagement and try and really help those clients avoid wire fraud or some sort of, you know, exfiltration of funds going out the door because you could be looking at, you know, just with the swipe of a couple of keys on your keyboard, millions of dollars going out the door and you're never going to get that back. And I mean, that is a, that is a huge potential loss for a business. And it's just, it's so easy for a firm to go in and just look at those controls, um, you know, pretty economically, it's not an expensive engagement or it shouldn't be. Yeah. And really helping that business out. So it's a, it's a win-win for everybody. 
Yeah, and once again, you know, this wire fraud engagement we're talking about here isn't some big, huge $100,000 engagement. You can do it in a very economic scale for your clients, though they're not saying, oh, geez, I don't have the money right now. You can point mm -hmm. out the huge exposure and for a reasonable economic outlay on their behalf, help them be more secure. 100%. And actually, you know, firms can use my book. Um, there's... What's your book uh, called, me, I can't remember. Uh, damage Control. Cyber insurance and compliance available oh, on Amazon. The background kind of like washes it off. Okay, damage <laughs> control. Damage control. That's why you're here, Joe. You're you know well-respected author with all knowledge cybersecurity forum. So it sounds like there's this is a great time, despite all this, for firms to help our clients with their cybersecurity risks and leverage Absolutely. rules. Yeah. So you know the the world may be on fire. But those data security, cybersecurity risks, they haven't just disappeared overnight. Um, if anything else, I think they're actually increasing uh, with all the various like coronavirus, COVID-19 specific scams out there. And it's, it's just too easy now with people in remote work and stress and sick family members for potentially, you know, hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars to go out the door. Firms can use my book. There's actual cases. Uh, cited in my book, something like 85 court cases in there, uh, numerous other stories, too many to count, uh, where they can actually show firms, hey, you know, this is what happened to this business in real life. This is how much money they lost. This is how easy it is. You know, there's the case in here uh, deals with an email address. And instead of it was within that email address, it was the letter R and then the letter N, right, within that email address. And the hacker had essentially tried to create a different email address where instead of the letter R and the letter N, it was the letter M. And so that would be just really hard oh, to yeah. try and avoid that. And, and quite frankly, there's so many easy ways that you could avoid that with just the proper internal controls and a CPA firm would be just the perfect people to do that. Yeah, to come in and once again, help your clients be more secure these crazy times. So thank everybody for tuning in. As always, if you got questions on this, how to position this to your clients, how to understand these cybersecurity services we talked about, reach out to us. We're happy to help and get you going in the right path. And Joe's happy to share a copy of his book with you. There'll be a link below to reach out to Joe. Don't wait for it. And as always, click the link, subscribe to the channel, hit the date for all the things we're talking about. And we challenge you today to take action to change the world, help somebody else out, and continue to invest in yourself.